Just press the button. I'm trying to shut up. <laughs> What's up, guys? Hello, everybody. I am Kush. I'm Sir Mac. And we are back with another episode from Tales. From <laughs> the <laughs> King. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, thank you. the applause, applause is nice. Like that. That Thank was, you, thank you. So nice of oh y'all. God. Oh my god! Right, I thought we was gonna have to do another like standing ovation or something. Yeah, I mean, I wow. thought we were gonna have to do it again. It was <laughs> calm down, guys. It's just the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Whew, all right, that's how we. That's how we starting. We starting strong like that. Well, you know, I'd rather start strong than start weak. Okay. Um Okay. Strong like a shot of whiskey. Mm, okay. So the Oreos, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, today's kicks are indeed the Oreos. Um we're just jumping right into it. And uh, I must say these are one of my favorite pairs of shoes. Um this is a Jordan 5, which was on the list. So don't come barking down my throat, okay? My bad. And um, if you see the quick video that we did on uh, YouTube, you will know that there <laughs> is two pairs sitting in front of us right now at this moment. That's because one is the OG pair and the other pair is the renamed, re-released Midnight. I'm just playing. So the first pair is the Oreos and the second mm-hmm. pair is the Midnights. I have no idea why they changed the name. I don't know if Oreo was like, hey, don't say that. But I don't know. I don't know. That is really weird. I mean, I guess, like, I don't know. Because is this clear or is this like a really light and, like, blue? I believe it's clear. Oh, okay. The bottom is a really, really light blue. <clears throat> okay. That's how the uh, OG ones were, too. Mm-hmm. So like I said, everything is the exact same. So I, I have no, I have no idea why they changed the name. But anyway, it's a all black suede upper. Mm. Then you have the white on the midsole. Then you have the icy blue for the very bottom. Icy. Then you have this gray, almost like three M, looking Jordan on the tongue. Hmm. And then you have the clear netting on the side of the five, as well as on the tongue. So it's a really, really cool shoe. Got the gray Jumpman in the back. Mm-hmm. Dopeness white in the inside. So be careful with socks you wear when you got that white on the inside because mm-hmm. you have that stain in there and you just, yeah. You ain't never going to get it out. I mean, there's ways to go about it, but. Yeah, it's a hassle. You don't mm-hmm. have to deal with that. <laughs> I always suggest white socks for the white insole. But other than that, yeah. I mean, it's simple, but it looks so amazing. Mm-hmm. Edit. It looks amazing. So. No, I like them. I, I like the, the OG laces. 
I really do like the OG laces. Oh, those are uh, replacement laces. Those are, I'll swap those laces out. Oh, for real? Yeah, they came with the black <laughs> ones. But, um, but when these, I was... But these came with the shoe? Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, fuck yeah. And this came out, like, fucking 10, 11 years ago. I actually was in the store. Mm-hmm. And they used to have, like, the whole little setup. They had the socks, the shirt, the mm-hmm. hat. The, like, they all have everything in there that matched with the shoes. And uh, I seen the laces, and I was like, oh, man, I got to get those. The laces just look crazy. They're nice. I, I like I like how it pulls everything together. I yeah. feel like it pulls it all together. Yeah. <laughs> literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quite literally pulls everything together. Yes, it does. And then I like, I like that you brought the pop that you brought because I can see... I can see Agent J from MIB rocking these. Yes. And that leads us to... I agree. I think Agent J would rock these. Um, Which ones do you think he would wear, though? Do you think he'd wear the OG ones or the new ones? I don't think there's a difference. He probably would have both. You know what? You're right. Oh, and then obviously we can't forget Frank. Oh yeah, they did Frank include Frank in them. this. Yes, yes, they did. Include I can't Frank. believe I forgot you, Frank. My bad, my bad, bro. R. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! How long ago did you get these? Oh, so the OG ones they came out. I want to say they came out in two thousand thirteen. Is it 2013 or 2014? Mm. And then you you just got these this year, right? Um, last last year, I think. Oh, okay, okay. Who's either 21 or 22? <laughs> I like them. I do. I yeah. can see why. I can see why we did these. Yeah, it's a real clean colorway. Plus, you asked about them. You were like, "True." I had to pick. I had to pick it between these or a different shoe, and I was like, "Nah." I was like, mm. "All right, let's do the Oreos. Let's do it." He couldn't resist the Oreo. I couldn't. But at least we know which one we're gonna do next. I feel like we're about to go on this weird ass trend of fives. Oh fuck! That's right. That'll be insane. That'd be... Oh, we accidentally did another one. <laughs> Just another... <laughs> Top five fives. fives. Hey, I mean, ain't nobody really giving us feedback. Um, Like I said, we did the video. Only three of y'all are going to go look at. And it'd be nice to get, like comment. Even if you just be like, nice you. You know? Like, mm-hmm. cool. Something like thumbs up. Like, you ain't even got to say shit. You could drop an emoji. Thumbs up, thumbs down, sideways, motherfucker. I don't know. Rock out, something. I don't know. Something. It'd be better than nothing. Something is better than nothing. That's that's true. You got you. He got you there, partner. Err. I also got AI earlier. That shit was funny. AI. AI. Not an Iverson, motherfucker. Oh, you said. <laughs> Oh fuck! That Snapchat shit is wild. 
everything oh, everything is wild speak, all of this new shit is weird speaking of that so you know how snapchat had like a really big event for like influencers and everything nope okay well snapchat had a really big event for influencers and everything really yes so nike and snapchat made a collab uh, they did a collab of the shoe it's a snapchat nike it's a nike snapchat wow mm-hmm. can you take pictures of it or what no you can that's you can only buy it there you can't you can't buy it uh like retail or anything i'm saying does the shoe take pictures motherfucker the fuck you what are you talking oh. about what are you talking about right now what? <laughs> that answered the question at all. What does the shoe look like? What does it do? It's white. It's white and yellow. And on the on the little, I guess, like a lace lock that's down here or something. Yeah. And it's a Snapchat. It's a Snapchat ghost. Mm. They they look pretty clean. I mean, I like them. I'll pass. Oh, why, sir? Why? I'm good. I really like white shoes. This is true. Damn, yeah, that is true. My shoes are just the worst. Mm. You, you, you gotta be brave. You gotta be real brave to wear white shoes. Not really. It's just you can't wear them often. You gotta. You, 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 you in all white shoes. You got like probably two or three times a week. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's okay. it. All right. And that depends on where you go and what you do. And what you do and where you go. And how long you there. And how short you want to stay. So those are the kicks. Those are the pops. Um, what's been going on with you, my guy? Um... Nah, shit, really. I'm ready for this uh, Davis and Javante Davis fight tomorrow. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a doozy. I'm excited for it. Is I really, I really think it's gonna be one of the better, the better fights that we've seen lately. Yeah. But <clears throat> what is um? The, oh, that's what I was gonna tell you. Um. About the four about four hood. Excuse me. <laughs> I'm sorry. These niggas is arguing about breakfast. I'm sorry. I've been watching this tank. I don't know. These niggas is just petty. We we're doing an episode. I, I know. Put the phone down. Put it down. Thank you. Thank you. Now I oh, now I forgot what I was gonna say. What I was saying. <laughs> Can you believe these niggas are about breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> breakfast. Breakfast. <laughs> Did you eat? Yeah, I ate motherfucker pancakes, bitch. <laughs> what you eat? Waffles. Waffles, motherfucker. Waffle gang, nigga. Was it delicious? It was very delicious. Matter of fact, I sent you a cinnamon roll. I hope you enjoyed it. All right. The most aggressive, like. You sweet motherfucker. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> he said you sweet motherfucker. <laughs> Hell no. What kind of cake do you like? Red velvet. I'm coming over with it. I'm sending 20 of them to your house. 20 and not one less. 
Oh. And then I'm right on the note. It's for your kids. You can't have none. <laughs> Just for you. If your name's not Ryan, don't come and touch. Trying to touch the cake. <laughs> Doctor Seuss, where you at? <laughs> My boy needs some help. That boy, that boy, Doctor Seuss, been real quiet since I came out. You know. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, no, I was, I was. Well, now I don't want to ask you about it because it's it like something taking like a little right turn into to. Anyway, Fort Hood. Do you remember me telling you about it? You mean, do we remember discussing it? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I was I was reading it and then... Um, You're reading what? The article. Because, okay. So fun fact, reading a newspaper is kind of fun. You read all the Fort Hood? No, I read the article. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Are you okay? <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> this nigga said, "Oh, fuck. yo, I said, you remember we talked about Fort Hood? Yeah. Well, I was reading it. My bad. Okay, I see. I see what I did there. I missed a couple of words. I missed a couple of words. All right. <laughs> you you pulled up on Fort Hood and started reading. <laughs> I was reading Fort Hood, a fucking bedtime story. <laughs> Outside with a loudspeaker. I'm telling you, that's, that's it. <sighs> okay. Anyway, do you remember me telling you about the article that I was reading in the newspaper about Fort Hood? <laughs> was that good? Yes. Okay, that was good though, right? That it was, was very, very. That was good. It was very good. Anyway, um, the 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 woman that was killed and started like the whole uproar that that caused her murder that caused all the uproar and everything you know what i mean well now they're saying that there was another woman that was found she was a military police officer and they uh she was she was found dead on the same day what the fuck yep that's what I'm, I'm telling you. I was reading that shit. I was like, bro, I was like, why? Well, I was like, why what the nobody, fucking, Why do we don't know about that? Right? I was like, why is this just now coming to fucking light? And like, that shit, that's that's another thing I wanted to talk about. It was motherfucking all the shootings and bullshit at fucking Fort Hood. Do you do you understand how how bad of a base that you, how bad of a base you have to fuck up? For other bases to have to include you into their safety briefs. Like, I don't understand what's going on there and why it hasn't been a full whole of everything. I feel like whatever's going on there, mm -hmm. there's something it's on a massive scale that can't just be drawn back. And and, and, and that's what I'm that's and I completely agree. Like they should have shut that shit down or the fucking base commander uh, the needs ba to be relieved or something. That's dude. what I'm saying. You would have thought by now that all of these other... Mm -hmm. Because this shit's been going on since... It's early, a hot minute. Early 2010s. Like the early 2010s. Because mm -hmm. I remember when the first set of uh, shit went down, it was like in 2014, 2015. What was that? The, the prostitute ring? Yeah. Yeah, I remember And I know, shit. personally, I knew one of the people mm -hmm. in there because... That dude was my sergeant at AIT. No shit. So when I seen the article mm -hmm. come out, I was like, "Holy fuck!" When they got busted, we had we had like an emergency fucking brief. 
That's crazy. And they were fucking telling us like, yeah, they it was a uh, what do you call? It? I think it was like an E. What was he? A sergeant first class, I think. Yeah. Yeah, he was up there and he he orchestrated a prostitution ring between the fucking younger enlisted. Um, and they would wear pink PT belts, so people would easier identify them. And that's that's not even the fucking. There was a fucking prostitution ring, a human trafficking ring. ring. Um, the fucking the, the shootings alone. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's just fucking ridiculous, bro. Like imagine it being more peaceful on fucking deployment than at your fucking base. And like no, and like I, what I don't understand is why the base commander hasn't done anything about it. Like it, it fucking blows my fucking mind. Like, are you? Can you not control your fucking base? That's what I'm saying. Like, for the army to not have gone in and done something about the entire situation and let it persist this long, it just doesn't make sense. See. Go ahead, sorry. Just doesn't make <clears throat> sense at all. And you would have thought that they would have replaced all the top mm-hmm. people from head all the way down to the very bottom. Mm-hmm. And they haven't, it doesn't seem like they're going to do that. It doesn't seem like they're trying to do that. And then, like I said last time, they cover up so much shit. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it, I feel like if they were to do that, so much shit would have to be revealed. And so many fucking people, what? have to face some shit hell yeah it it, it would be a fucking snowball effect for sure for sure so that's why i feel like they haven't Mm -hmm. because i can't believe that for the ring Mm -hmm. to start operating Mm -hmm. and for the post to know and then like you said like if you were wearing identifying belts and shit that's something that's been going on for a while. Yeah. This this E7 or E8 season, mm-hmm. whatever, he might have took the fall. But this is something that's probably think, been going like, on. Think about how comfortable you have to be in what you're fucking doing. And to the points where you're like, hey, I know everybody wears highlight or yellow, but I want you to wear bright fucking pink. Like, do you know how fucking, how arrogant and cocky you have to be to believe that you're so far invested into a plan that nobody's going to figure out that you can hide it in plain sight? And that's exactly what the fuck he did. I don't even think at that point it's hiding it. You're literally advertising it. Mm -hmm. You're saying, hey, wear this so that way people will know that you offer this. And then, like, it, it blows my mind, too, because, like, God forbid if... God forbid you lose a fucking piece of military equipment. God forbid I. God forbid you lose your fucking NVGs, right? You're in the field, coming back, you lost them. Ain't nobody going home. Nobody's doing fucking anything until you find that fucking the NVGs. But when Vanessa went fucking missing, oh, well, I don't know where she is. Yeah, like they didn't shut shit down. They didn't look. Mm-hmm. Like, and I feel I feel like when that happened, especially with this new information about the young woman that was killed, um, I feel like it's gonna it's gonna spark another outrage, and it it makes me wonder why did they just come out with that she died on the same day? And that's the crazy part, bro. 
when you sent me that shit up, my first, my initial thought was, why the fuck is this not on the internet? Exactly. And that's, that's exactly what the fuck I was thinking. I read it in a fucking newspaper. newspaper. I didn't see it on any fucking social media. It wasn't on media. CNN. It wasn't on NBC. It wasn't on, it wasn't on TikTok on or Twitter, Facebook, nothing. I didn't see none of that shit on there. I'm like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. That's like, why I, I ain't gonna lie. I looked at the date when you sent it to me. I was like, what the fuck? I'm telling you. That's why I, I so when I was reading it, I I I double checked the date a couple times. I'm not gonna lie. But it just it just it just blew my mind that that's just like that. And then like people, if you if you if you are a certain rank, you you there's nothing. There's almost ninety nine percent of the time. Whatever you do, whatever you do illegally is going to get covered up. Unless you have like hard fucking proof. I wouldn't say that, but there are ways around things. And it really depends on the people you're around. It always depends on the people that you're around. Yeah. And a lot of times people fall for the dumb shit. They go for the dumb shit. Because I feel like people fall for the dumb shit because they don't want to accept that the hard shit is like the truth. Yeah. But real quick, let's go ahead and we I am going to bring some good news to this. There was a ruling here in Texas for a Texas death row inmate. He was accused of murdering. Uh, he was accused of murdering a 19-year-old, and he was put on death row. He They gave him the death penalty. And I believe after, like, 30 years, DNA finally was like, hey, that guy is innocent. So, shout out to his lawyers and his legal team. Um This man's name is Rodney Reed, and the Supreme Court justices voted 6-3 to let Rodney Reed pursue DNA testing. He claimed, or he says, once the once the DNA testing was done, he would be in the clear, and that is exactly what happened. Damn. So, a man that was sentenced to 25 to 30 years... Or, I'm sorry, he was sentenced to the death penalty, but served 25 to 30 years in prison is is and should be walking free. So, just to jump off of the, the you know, the negatives, I wanted to throw in some positives in there. Um, I know we always put out the negative. Well, I, I know everything sounds negative and everything because of the cases, but I hope that one... Uh, Brought a little positivity to the area. Wow, mm-hmm. it's pretty. That, that it's nice to see um, people who are innocent walk free. This is true. This is true. It's it's definitely it. It definitely makes you feel like I don't know. Like I mean, like I don't want to say relieved because like well, you're yeah, not going I, through I, it. But it does help you. It does. You do see. You feel that sense of relief because you mm-hmm. you can almost um, relate to that person. Yeah. As far as, you know, 
if you ain't never been locked up, you can imagine, you know, what school was like, mm-hmm. or when you, if you were ever put in time out, or, um, yeah, uh, maybe <laughs> if you're you, at practice you. and you know you're under the control of the mm-hmm. coach that whole entire time, and then when you're finally like, all right, that's it, you're like, yes, I can, mm-hmm. I can go do what the fuck I want to do now, you know, like I can relax, or you know, so it's 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 battling a burden that you know it's like I didn't have anything to do with this mm-hmm. and now you're accusing me because you don't have anybody else and then I finally get to prove you right like ha mm-hmm. told yeah. you I didn't do it motherfucker nah I feel it I feel it I, I definitely I definitely like I definitely like that type of energy and type shit yeah I've been watching this show uh I, I think it's called Beyond Reasonable Doubt or some shit like that, but it's like mm-hmm. they go and they look at um, different people's cases and they question whether or not did they get the right person or not. And this is a pretty dope, interesting show because forensic evidence is a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy how like the smallest fucking speck can bring somebody in for a murder. I've been watching this new one. I don't think I'm going to do one off of these... Uh, new documentaries I've been watching, but um, they're like, uh, show you how everything happens. Mm-hmm. And like this one dude, he killed his ex-wife, but they found the forensic evidence on the body because she was fresh out the shower. So what people don't know is that when somebody's fresh out the shower, that's a whole brand new fresh palette. Yeah. So any anything, on there well anything that's not hers is abnormal yeah Mm -hmm. that's fucking but i mean it's also clean so you don't you're not worried about dirt or anything Mm because the only thing that's going to be on there is the other person's dna because she was fresh out the like she literally had just got the shower fresh out the shower so pretty trippy shit but yeah um did you hear about that cheerleader they got shot yeah, yeah they caught the killer they caught the shooter yeah yeah that shit was fun. oh for real yeah hmm cause she got in the wrong car right yeah 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 damn I don't, my bad my my mind went fucking like I don't know I yeah. switched channels for like but it was minutes. it's been three incidents of that already mm-hmm. um there was a the little boy who got shot in the head then that dude pled not guilty it's like bro you shot him in the head right then the uh, the dude who shot the passion the group of cars. The, I mean the the group that was in the car. They mm-hmm. pulled up to the wrong uh, driveway. Dude just shot him. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And then yeah. the cheerleaders they mistakenly got into the wrong car, and you just get shot. Like damn, fucking ridiculous. And I'm like, in every single one of these <laughs> incidents, the other person didn't seem dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like a I cheerleader, did. like what was she gonna do? Backflip in your car? Hey, you thought you was gonna get robbed by a group of girls that day in in, in uniform? That's that's what we're doing now. Just going out in uniform, robbing people. And one, and two, and three, and four. Get Throw the wallet. Your... Get the wallet. <laughs> Throw it on the floor. Throw, Throw it on the floor. floor. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> what, what the shit? And then like uh, a group. Uh, you see a car pull into your driveway. 
Most mm. people's reaction is like, who the fuck is this? Yeah. I'm not going to go out I'm there I'm just going to shoot at you. Uh, nah. Like, what the fuck? Because and see, what I'm waiting for is for one day somebody to do some dumb shit to an undercover cop. Mm-hmm. That'd be a, that'd be a good one. I'm be like, nah, you got what you fucking deserve, stupid <laughs> motherfucker. You get what you fucking deserve. Anyway. <laughs> well, yeah, go ahead, go ahead and uh, hit us with that little razzle dazzle that you uh, that you got ready for us. So, I am going. I am going to CNN with this shit. You said CNN? I am going CNN on y'all ass. Oh, my God. I am literally going to CNN. And I am going to be reading. I'm going to read some of this. This seems pretty fucking long. I have no idea how long it is, but it seems pretty fucking long. But I do want to highlight the important shit. So... The run, the runny nose and shit. I know, hey, I'm, I'm, it's the allergies, dude. Because my, yeah, trust me, I get it. <laughs> you may have remembered Detective Calkins and the disappearance of Terrence Williams and Felipe Santos. We we did an episode on them, right? Yes. Okay. And we this, covered this him. This is the update. This is an update. Oh shit! Apparently, since 2019, mm-hmm. a reporter has been doing an investigation into this shit. Oh, bless their heart. Mm-hmm. And two more reporters joined them. Oh, that's not good. So for the officer. Oh yeah. I hope I hope they find any I hope they find some evidence on them. What if they're still alive? Oh fuck. That'd be like a weird change of events. That'd be insane. So with this new investigation. Nearly 70 people were interviewed. Damn. The reporters filed dozens of open records requests with the government agencies, yielding more than 10,000 pages of documents and many hours of audio recordings. Using phone records, dispatch logs, and interview transcripts, and interview transcripts, CNN built minute-by-minute timelines of the days each man disappeared. CNN also obtained every available incident and arrest report from Calkins' career from the Kohler County Sheriff's Office. More than 2,000 reports from 1987 to 2004. This story is the result of CNN's efforts to untangle one of the most disturbing unsolved mysteries in the recent history of American law enforcement. Damn. The deputy sheriff who stopped arresting people. Here's one of the most striking revelations from the Calkins documents. One day in 2001, almost 14 years into his law enforcement career, Calkins stopped making arrests. That August, he took a man to jail on a misdemeanor charge of domestic battery. The records show that from then on, 
Though almost three more years of road patrol, Calkins never arrested anyone again. He wrote almost 400 incident reports without delivering anyone else to jail. What the fuck? That shit is trippy as fuck. That's fucking insane, dude. 400 incident reports, and you took no one to jail. How does that how does that make sense? You just a good guy? You just like giving breaks? You're looking out for the little guy? This glaring deficiency in the deputy's performance appears to have gone unnoticed at the sheriff's office. In June 2003, a supervisor wrote that Calkins met the standard in numerous categories, including apprehending and booking suspects. That was almost two years after his last arrest. What the fuck? So two years later, and they're still saying, yeah, he's doing a good job arresting people and bringing them in. Where Where's the record of him bringing them in? Where, where are they? Why are there, Why do the cells look like they haven't even been stepped in? <sighs> hmm? You can't answer that because nobody was ever. Now, if you do not remember this case, I know I probably should have said this in the beginning before I got into it, but if you do not remember this case, I forgot what episode it is, but this is the Calkins, and he was a deputy who is allegedly responsible for the disappearances of two men, one being Terrence Williams and the other one, Felipe Santos, and... um. They were months apart, and the bodies were not found. And oh, did you find it? Yeah. So real quick, it's a uh, episode twenty-eight. If you go to the podcast and everything, and just scroll down to episode twenty-eight. You'll see it. It's the missing case of Terrence Williams. Oh, so he hasn't been that long. We about mm-hmm. like six, seven episodes ago. Yeah, I mean, it, we we did it in February. So yeah, so um, it's a really interesting case. Um, so if you need a rebuffer or whatever, or hmm. you can go check that out. Episode twenty-eight. 28 episode 28 so now we're just doing a little update and making sure you get the information this is the first i've heard of it don uh, don hunter the former sheriff said in a phone interview when asked about the three-year arrest drought i don't have an explanation for you i'm surprised yes here's why this could be relevant to the disappearances of Santos and Williams. Both men were unlicensed and uninsured drivers. Oh, shit. And could have, perhaps should have, been arrested. Calkins did not take either man to jail. Now, why wouldn't you do that? Hmm. Charles Peterson a former deputy who went through the police academy with Calkins in 1987 was asked about the three-year gap in Calkins' arrest history. Peterson said Calkins had lost trust in the justice system. He always felt it was just a revolving door, Peterson said. 
They'd be back out the street. Excuse me. They'd be back on the street before we finished our paperwork. Damn. Peterson remembered Calkins fondly and shared a picture of him from the police academy. In that picture, Calkins stands out from the other cadets as he's 33, older than many of them. And his muscular arms are so big that they strain at the sleeves of his uniform shirt. (laughs) Calkins grew up on a farm in Illinois, worked there for more than a decade after high school, took a job as a security guard at a nuclear power plant, and moved to Florida in 1987. Wow. That's fucking ridiculous. That's crazy. They have the picture on there. That's crazy. What's it? That's him. Oh, shit. That's the cop? Yeah. What the fuck? That's at the police academy. Mm-mm. That mustache has it all. Mm-hmm. Orange stash. Are you, you, you all right over there? Sometimes. Edit. Color County is in the southwestern corner of the Florida Peninsula between the sawgrass prairies of the Everglades and the white sand beaches along the Gulf of Mexico. The wealthy and retired live near the coast and in the upscale city of Naples. Calkins' first patrol assignment was Imokali? Imokali? What? I think that says Imokali. I M M O K A L E E. Imokali. Sounds, sounds about right. Okay. About 40 miles northeast of Naples, mm-hmm. where migrant workers labored in the vast tomato fields, Lucas Benitez, a founder of the Correlation of Imokali Workers, Likened police officers in Imokali to the U.S. Army occupying Iraq. It doesn't know its traditions, its culture, he said. They are basically planted there. The army goes to a small town in Iraq, doesn't speak the language. The army automatically feels attacked. What does it do? Aim its rifles. Imokali was like this. Wow, that is... uh, What the fuck? That is a way to describe the relationship between the civilians and the police. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm -mm. Reports from Calkins have described several tense standoffs between deputies and residents. But many accounts... But by many accounts, Calkins handled the pressure well. Supervisors and co-workers got along with him, including some of the other races. Including some of other races. Walter Solo- Solomon, a six foot nine black deputy who grew up in the Bronx, remembered getting together with Calkins at another colleague's house to practice their shooting and talk about their lives. He was quiet, Solomon said. He took care of his business and he took care of his job. I never remember him getting in any trouble or anything or getting 
reprimanded for anything. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm sorry. Uh, in, in after that paragraph, they have this uh, quote in red. It's on CNN if you want to look at it or whatever. Hmm. Just, you know, yeah. throwing that out there so nobody be like, oh, it's just me. whatever. <laughs> um, it, the quote says in red, it says, I tell you, if Steve was capable and did do it, he would definitely make sure that the body would never be found. Charles Peterson on his former colleague, Stephen Calkins. Cause that's not that's not creepy or anything. I mean, the dude just said he just talked it highly of him and said that, that, that there was no way. And now you're saying that if he did do it, he would have found he would have found it. So I don't know. Well, all right then. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> the arrest and incident reports offer a glimpse of what Calkins experienced on patrol and. Emokaley. I really hope I'm saying that right. Yeah. I mean that's how that's that's how I would pronounce it. I ain't never seen that word before in my life. I didn't know that place existed. Think about how many words you've never seen. And that's the thing, is that a word or a name? It's a city. I know. A town. They're named after something. Motherfucker, is that a is that a, a thing or is that a name? Like is that was that somebody's name? I don't. Emil Lee Jones. Emil Okay, who was that? Just. I don't uh, know. What's his name? Would you want to say Emil Kaylee Fitzgerald? Okay, <laughs> I don't know why you're being uh, aggressive. <laughs> there go that big mouth voice again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why are you being so aggressive? <laughs> All right. Did you figure it out? Oh, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So, can you give us a definition, please? My apologies. Its name means my home. In the Seminole language, a nod to one of two Indian tribes that occupied the area the ancient Calusa tribe were early occupants. Wait, 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 wait. So you mean to tell me that we gathered all the natives up in Florida, marched them away just to name cities after the very people we marched away? You know, I can't stand America sometimes. That shit fucking weird. Mm. Okay. I mean, that's what they did. I wasn't there for it, but it was in the history. Books. I mean, is it really taking their land if, like, they if they, if they fought for first? it? If they fought for it? Okay. What, look at Russia or Ukraine right now. Mm-hmm. Two sides are fighting. Mm-hmm. One side already been there. Mm-hmm. Ukraine been there. Exactly. So if Russia takes it over, do you would it would? Well, then they lost. Like, what, exactly. what do you mean? They, they, they so conquered don't sit here, Ukraine. So do you feel like they should, they, that's okay? 
it's war. Like, what What do you mean? Like, no, it's not okay, but it's, it's different fucking when both war. sides sign up for war, like a boxing match. You're like, okay, we're going to fight on this day. Cool. Mm-hmm. It's different. You just pull up and start dropping bombs on me. I didn't agree to this. Now I'm defending myself. Fair enough. They didn't, they, they, they didn't know what was going on. They were chilling. Trading. They had the trade game on lock. The motherfuckers got over here and said, oh, y'all trading shit? Nah, okay, nah, nah. Let me kill that shit off. Look how long ago that was, though. Like, back then, like, if you wanted something, you fucking, you, you fought and you took no, it. No, 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 a certain group of people thought that you did that <laughs> shit and that's how you conquered shit. But if they would have just looked at the history books, they would have seen that shit don't work out as planned all the time. And you know who doesn't get enough credit for the shit that they did? China. Because everybody just thinks China has just always been China. But nah, China had to go through some shit to become China. Mm-hmm. Like China was just a little piece of land. Them niggas took over everything around them. Exactly. They but that was in ancient it. times. They conquered. That it. was in the year of conquering. So it's it's not that simple. You just don't walk up on people and be like, "Yeah, I'm taking your land." It's different if you're going to war about some shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're not. You just you just you just showed up here. It was like manifest destiny, bitch. And I was like, whoa. That's a bit aggressive. And then he was like, no, I'll pack your shit up. We're moving. And then like 30 years later, you want to name a city after my people and my language. Uh, maybe it's an apology. How the, how the fuck is that an apology? I'm just, you I'm a city? just saying. <laughs> like, do, 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 the, <laughs> do, do you get some land for that shit? Like, if I'd be like, yeah, my, grand, my great grandpa was the Sibololi. <laughs> like, give him a land. He like, Come on, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, please continue. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm sorry. We got a little distracted. I'm just, uh, it just fucks me up that when you just have a name of a city that represents a time that was not that cool. And then it's like, just throws me off because, like, bro, you really named it after them? You killed half day people. You gonna name the city after them? That's fucked up to me. <laughs> nah, naming it after them is low key. This is like, what the fuck? Like, hey, we just, language, we just fucked y'all up. But watch what we about to do. Y'all gonna love this. You remember the same place we marched from? Yeah, we're gonna name that something after y'all. Like, bro, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> So back to the update. Mm-hmm. The arrest and incident reports offer a glimpse of what Calkins experienced on patrol. And mo, what I say was mokili, 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 He arrested a two hundred and forty pound man whose nickname was Long Knife. <laughs> His arrest. He arrested a man who kicked out the window of his patrol car. He arrested a robbery suspect whose right hand had a tattoo that said, treat me nice. (laughs) And whose left hand 
had a tattoo that said, I love Angie. <laughs> Aww. He reported re- arresting a man who threw a lit cigarette at him and threatened to urinate in his patrol car and threatened to kill Calkins and his family. Wow. Charles Peterson recalled the time he and Calkins walked up to a mobile home to check out a disturbance when the door swung open and a man came out swinging with a machete. With a machete. Calkins could have used deadly force, according to Peterson, but chose not to. The two deputies managed to disarm and subdue the the suspect. I was like, dude, you could have killed him. You had the right to shoot and kill him, Peterson said. And he said, I know. I commended him. And I was like, man, you've got nerves of steel. I was like, any other deputy would have blown him away. In the course of several phone interviews, Peterson seemed to waver in his thoughts and feelings about Calkins. One day, without being asked a question on this topic, he blurted out, I do think that Steve Calkins is racist. (gasps) Yeah, I think he disliked Mexicans and I think he disliked blacks. Yeah, that's I mean, that's that's racist. Yeah. Minutes later, he (laughs) backed off his statement and clarified that what made Calkins really angry was these Mexicans or blacks that were uninsured or driving with no license. Then he said that it wasn't particularly black or Mexican drivers who angered Calkins, but anybody that had no driver's license or no insurance pissed him off. Peterson was asked about the two drivers, one Mexican man, one black man, both driving without a valid driver's license or insurance who disappeared after Meeting Calkins. Do I think they're alive? Peterson said. No, I think they're dead. And do I think Steve Calkins might have been involved in it? A good possibility. Is there evidence? No. Why? Because they never they never arrested him. Could he be a hidden monster inside? Yeah, he could be. I tell you, if Steve was capable and did do it, he would definitely make sure that the body would never be found. <sighs> this is... What did, I wonder what he did with the bodies. I don't know. The disappearance of Felipe Santos. Felipe Santos was 23 years old when he vanished. He was from a small town in Mexico and he frequently called home to his parents. He was known for being quiet and polite. Most of his hair was cut short, except for one long strand that he braided. Felipe and his fiance had a baby daughter. He loved being a father and he didn't go out much. A friend said he was most often seen going to and from work or the laundromat. He had worked in the fields and was saving up his money. As his brother Salvador wrote in Spanish on an FBI questionnaire after Felipe dis- after Felipe's disappearance, his dreams were to get ahead and to have a home where he lived with his family. 
On October 14, 2003, Santos was on his way to work at a concrete and masonry company with his wife. Well, when his white Ford Tempo collided with the Mazda, witnesses would later disagree on who crashed the car, who caused the crash, or how exactly it happened. Afterwards, Santos and the Mazda driver pulled into a gas station parking lot. Two of Santos' brothers were riding with him. The driver of the Mazda had told an investigator that one offered her money if she wouldn't call the police. But she did call the police. And Captain Stephen Calkins arrived at 6.55 a.m. He quickly determined that the crash had been Santos's fault and that Santos had no driver's license or insurance. Months later, when asked by an investigator if Calkins was upset, Latch said a little bit, yes. He just said he was tired of this type of situation. Someone getting in an accident and not having insurance or a license. The investigators asked Latch if Calkins had raised his voice a little, a little, she said. In this account of that morning, Calkins did not say he was angry with Santos. He appreciated how polite and cooperative Santos was. He said he'd, he'd given Santos a break. Quote, I decided to issue him citations for the offenses, offenses instead of taking him to the jail, Calkins told an investigator. I didn't want to leave him by his car because I was afraid he was going to drive off, as I've seen in the past. So I went down a few blocks. I went down a few blocks away to the Circle K store located on Emokaley Road in Winterview Drive. Once there, I brought the driver outside and we talked and I issued him citations and gave him a copy of the crash report. And I gave him back his car keys and I explained to him not to drive his car anymore until he got a valid driver's license. There is no evidence that Santos ever arrived at Circle K, said Kevin O'Neill, a sheriff's detective who investigated the disappearances of Santos and Williams. Besides that, O'Neill could never understand why Calkins would have driven him there. Santos and his brothers weren't far from work. And their foreman was on the way to pick them up, but he never got to work that day. His foreman kept calling the jail. Santos wasn't there. That's crazy. I didn't. Um. I didn't see that part in the first. You blowing. You blowing your own mind right now. Yeah, because damn, the foreman was on his way there mm-hmm. to come pick up the brothers and Santos. So why the fuck would you take Santos anywhere else? If you're not taking him to fucking jail, where the fuck is you taking him? Why the fuck are you taking him to Circle K? He don't, need a fuck is, he don't even got a car. What the fuck are you going to do with Circle K? You need to get to work. Not hungry. <laughs> the invisible butt mobile. Yeah, like, what the fuck? He could have let him... Like, what? If you're going to give a man a break, why are you putting him in the car? Why are you telling him not to drive his car again? You couldn't sit there and wait for the fucking dude to pull up and be like, all right, get in the car. Like, you don't get in your car. You get in the car. Get in the car with your foreman and you go to work. I don't know, man. 
This is something real fishy. More fishier than the fucking fish market. <laughs> True. That's when the ordeal in the confusion began. Recalled Louis Benitez, the Imokali farmers, farm workers advocate who is also a friend of Santos' family. He had been taken, but he wasn't in the jail. They couldn't pay the bond because he wasn't there. I don't know if y'all were here for the last time, but they did. The family did go down to the jail and indeed were intending to bond out Santos, thinking that he had been locked up mm -hmm. since they seen him get in the car with a fucking officer. But that wasn't the case. Relatives wondered if he'd gotten sick. So they started calling hospitals. Santos was undocumented. So they also wondered if he'd been picked up by immigration authorities. But the inquiries all led back to the same place. The deputy sheriff who put Santos in the back of his patrol car and drove him to some unknown destination. The mystery of the signatures. <laughs> Another mystery from that morning involves the signatures on three traffic citations that Calkins gave Santos. Two of the tickets in the space for signature of violator, the middle name appears to be Maximil Max Wow Maximilian? No. Maximal. 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 Mm -hmm. Okay, whatever you say. On the third, the sign middle name appears to be Medino. Neither of those is Santos' actual middle name. Mm. Maximino. <laughs> I, reading this, I can see how somebody could say, my name is Maximino, and you can get either one of those. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. And the signature looks nothing like the previous signature found on Santos' school ID card. <sighs> Investigators submitted the signatures from the tickets to a handwriting expert to see if they matched the handwriting of Calkins. The expert said no, according to a sheriff's investigator. Those signatures are written by someone other than Captain Calkins. But if Santos didn't sign the tickets and Calkins didn't forge the, forge the signatures, who signed the tickets? A CNN reporter posed these questions to Doug Malloy, the former chief assistant of U.S. attorney who supervised the investigation into the disappearances. Malloy said his team looked into the possibility that if Calkins harmed the men, Someone helped him do it. But investigators couldn't find no evidence for that. It's hard to know for sure what Calkins did after leaving the crash scene. Patrol officers were not monitored as closely then as they are now. There is no record of his minute-by-minute -minute whereabouts. 
other than what Calkins himself reported to dispatch. When you have a target, Malloy said, you don't assume anything that they that he says is true. At 7.35 a.m., Calkins reported clearing the call, meaning he was no longer handling the Santos crash. He wrote that he went to a morning brief, a morning briefing at the sheriff's substation after that, but it's not clear from that from the records whether anyone saw him there that day. From 7:59 to 8:19, according to dispatch records, Cocker's reported that he was doing an extra patrol on site 123 or Naples Park Elementary School. Kathy Marchi? Marchi? Marchi. Marchi? Mm-hmm. Kathy Marchi, a dispatcher who worked with Calkins, reviewed the dispatch logs at, CN- at CNN's request. She was skeptical of this claim. You can be gone as long as you want, and nobody's going to question it. And nobody's going to try to dispatch you either. Marchi said of that extra patrol. So, yes, it's a convenient way to go off the grid. Wow. Okay. At 8.53 a.m., Calkins reported arriving at North Collier Hospital, where he took a report about an underage girl giving birth. Investigator found it likely that he was, in fact, at the hospital. If Calkins really did leave the crash scene at 7.35, that means he had an hour and 18 minutes before he got to the hospital. But Camille Letch reported seeing Calkins leave much earlier, just after 7 a.m., and the brother of Santos gave a similar estimate. Latch told investigators that Calkins had already departed with Santos by the time she left around 7.05. If Calkins left with Santos at 7.05 and was not seen again in the course of his new law enforcement duties until arriving at the hospital at 8.53, that leaves an hour and 48 minutes during which his whereabouts and activities couldn't be determined with certainty. Malloy and former federal prosecutor said, That period of time is probably the most vital period of time to examine and explore. He went on, I'm comfortable saying that we went over this patrol area, went over areas that one could reach in that period of time. We we dragged lakes. We examined every possible place that he could have reached and gotten to the hospital. It's not clear whether investigators analyzed any location data from Calkins' agency-issued next telephone. No such records were included in the reports released by the sheriff's office to CNN. And in 2021, agency spokesperson Carrie Partington wrote, There is no location data available for the phone. Oh, shit. There are other gaps in the public record, too. The available dispatch records for Calkins on the day Santos disappeared only cover the time from 6.45 to 11.19 a.m. 
less than five hours and nowhere near a full shift. When asked why or whether Calkins worked only a partial shift that day, Partington did not have an answer. We have provided all the records we have regarding this, she wrote. Thus, what Calkins did after 11.19 a.m. that day is unknown. Damn. Wow. Okay, I think I'm going to... I'm gonna stop there. Oh um, my goodness! What a cliffhanger! I think I'm gonna stop there, and I will continue to update on the next episode. That's that's. Oh, we're doing a two-parter. So, <laughs> because yeah, this is. Uh, I'm sorry, but fuck, I didn't. This is a lot. I this know. just came out. I just it just came out. No lie, I was on um. Instagram and I was just scrolling and I was mm-hmm. reading I read the title and I was like that sounds so fucking familiar then I seen the name Terrence Williams oh, and okay. I was like I know that name mm-hmm. then I seen Felipe Santos and I was like Terrence Williams Felipe Santos and I started reading a little bit and I seen Calkins I was like bro I just did this hell yeah <laughs> hell yeah I'm excited. I'm excited for a part two. Yeah, I, I want to see what all they end up finding out. Hell yeah! Are you are you gonna read a hit or are you gonna wait till the next episode? I probably just wait till the next episode. Wow, the self control. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Hell yeah. Cause um, this is this is this is better than what I thought it was gonna be. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the information that they have already found know, out. So much. And sometimes the reporters do so much more of a good job than the fucking detectives. Just as far as like they literally were relentless at getting into somebody's face. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, give us an answer because we're trying to figure this out. They'll keep pressing and pressing and pressing. And that's why they're called the press. Over and over and over. Over and over again. Mm. Let's think of Marshawn. <laughs> oh man, hell yeah! I, I, I like I like it. I like I like how there's a lot more to it than we initially thought. Like this is we're just as surprised as y'all. Yeah, yeah. This is this is like real time updates too. You know what I mean? And, so, and I just want to, I just want to for another second. You know what I mean? I'm always appreciative of the mm-hmm. ones that are listening. Oh, tell them. Tell but them. I I just wanted to thank y'all. Cause we are officially at over a thousand downloads. A thousand fucking downloads. That's thank y'all. all of y'all. Thank you. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. We really do appreciate it. So I mean, I it, it'll be crazy, you know, like if I don't know, if we just got like twenty views on YouTube. Maybe like five likes on YouTube. You're li- you're listening to it. I or, can, or I, even I can see the statistics. Or even uh, fuck man, you made me forget what I was gonna say. Uh oh, even an email. An email would be nice. Yeah, I kind of gave up on that shit. That shit's so dead. That shit's so dead. It's like a turned off phone. Mm. I know how that is because I have a turned on phone. Wait, you said turned on or turned off? Turned off. Okay, never mind. What? I don't know. I'm, I'm tired. I don't know. <laughs> this man talking in his sleep. Um. So that happened. And, um, 
Yeah. So <laughs> it, 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 it'd be nice if you could just give us, you know, give us something, a like, something, a share, something, comment, something, suggestions, something, emails. You know, it's free to see in the email. You know, you can use the phone that you That's already. That's true. Paid I mean, for. like it's it's marvelous times that we live in now because you don't have to spend any money on an envelope or a stamp. You don't have to mail us. You could just email, email us. us. <laughs> the E is for electronic, and it's free. Free. You know, it'd be so fucked up if they started charging for email subscriptions. Oh, that'd be. But it'll kill the spam. It would kill the spam. Even at like five bucks. I'd do it for five bucks a month. Nah. No? Nah. I like my shit free. Oh, yeah. Everybody likes it free. However. Oh, my goodness. Feel free to like, comment, share, even though you're not. Feel free to do it. Why Um, are you being so negative? I'm not being negative. What are you going to say? I'm being factual. Just keeping it realistic. I've said this before. Nobody did shit. Great. Now now he's hurt. Thanks. Thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) But no, feel free to check out the video on YouTube. Feel free to give us a like, share, comment on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, uh, TikTok. Go download the episode. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you keep tuning in. Tell your friends, family, cousins, uncle, brother, sister, cousin, whatever, whoever. That was good. Tell them all. And just just once again, a huge shout out to everybody that contributed to our thousand download mark. Our first thousand download mark. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, it is. We appreciate that. Shout out to all the people in other countries that are not in the U.S. Um, Oh, yeah. Shout out to all of y'all. Like. Y'all real for that. That's dope. It really is. I really thought it was an accident, but then I seen the numbers keep going, and I was like, holy shit, they're really listening. <laughs> like, this is real. This whole thing is real. It's like when you see one from like a different country, you're like, you're like oh, uh, okay. Somebody probably accidentally, they're looking for something else. Yeah, and then, then you see like three or four, and you're like, wait, hmm. are they are they listening? Wait a second. Then they get to 10 plus, you're like, holy oh shit. Oh my God, we have... Lift off. <laughs> it's like fuck. They are listening, right? So I appreciate y'all. Yeah, we appreciate y'all. And uh, until next time, I am Sir Mac, and I am Kush. Peace and love.